A big thank you to our sponsors, Recorded Future. Recorded Future arms threat analysts, security operators, and incident responders to rapidly connect the dots and reveal unknown threats. Their patent and technology automatically collects and analyzes threat intelligence from technical, open, and dark web sources. Why? To provide invaluable context for faster human analysis and real-time integration with your existing security systems. Sign up to their Cyber Daily newsletter and get the latest insights from Recorded Future at recordedfuture.com slash intel. Whoa, whoa! Are you being, did you just get a bit rude? Is that how you're going to plan to make this show more exciting? Sorry, what are you, what are you saying, bit rude? How was I a bit rude? <laughs> okay, maybe I misunderstood. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm editing this one. Smashing Security, Episode 43, Backups, A Necessary Evil, with Carol Terrio and Graham Cluley. Hello and welcome to Episode 43 of Smashing Security for the 21st of September 2017. Um, I'm here, my name's Graham Cluley, and I'm joined by my good chum and co-host Carol Terrio. Hello, Carol. Hello, Graham. Hi there. And we are here today for a very special... Special splinter episode. Buckle your seatbelts, people. Indeed. <laughs> and we are joined by a special guest returning to the show, Maria Vermasis. Hello, Hi. Maria. How's- Hello. Oh. I imagine life has changed for you a lot since you last appeared on the show. Oh, yeah. the fan mail just comes flooding in, and I just don't. You're know what welcome. To do. Yes, you're welcome. Maria. My life is forever changed. <laughs> It's, it's been so amazing. I bet you can hardly leave your house now. For the the, the hordes of people. paparazzi. Exactly. You know, so it's, annoying. It's just. A we thing. should have warned you beforehand. <laughs> well, I, I'm now dealing with the fallout of, of my last appearance, and uh, things will never be the same. Well, let me tell you, if we don't make this topic interesting, um, you may get rid of your paparazzi because this is going to be a hard one to keep entertaining. What do you mean I think? hard one to keep entertaining. <laughs> what we're going to talk about today in this special Splinter okay. episode is we're going to talk about backups. Oh boy. Backups in your home, backups maybe in your small office. Um, we're not going to look at enterprise backups as such, but it's more sort of how you're going to deal with your personal computer and devices and keeping those backed up. And my question for you. And by that, I mean you two. Do you, mm. Have you got a backup? Many. Many, many. many yes. Many. Too few. You've, you've all, Ooh. hello, let's, let's focus on Carol. Interesting. No, I'm not going to be revealing lots of, you know, my backup <laughs> schedule. Okay, live on air. <laughs> Intimate details. So this is going to be a really interesting show for me. I know that you guys are both backup okay. whores. <laughs> what? So, uh, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> for you the guys, record, you can never have too many, maybe? Exactly. I, I, I wish I had more backup than I do. <laughs> I never feel like I'm fully secure in my backing up. Call me a backup whore. You make me feel like I'm Tina Turner singing Private Dancer. It's my private backup. My okay. backup for money. I don't do backups for money. Oh. I do this for free. I do it for. I do okay. it because I just think it's a jolly good idea to have a backup and to make sure that that backup is secure as well, and that if I need mm. it, I can get back up and running as quickly as possible. So. I think the first thing is backups are great, but in many cases, people haven't done a backup recently enough. So you'll come across someone who's maybe accidentally overwritten some of their data or they've had a hard disk failure, or maybe they've been hit by something like ransomware. And you say to them, have you got a backup? And they go, well, I did one last October Mm -hmm. or something like that. And that's like, you know, a backup, which is older than like six months or something. It, I have been that person. Really? I have been that person. So what's what uh, yeah, happened? How did real. you lose your data? Sorry, I didn't lose my data, but I'm the person who, you know, sometimes in the past, I've had months go in between backups. Really? So my first rule of backups 
is you have to, as much as possible, remove the human element.、Mm. Because if you're relying、mm. on yourself or somebody else to manually do the backup, it ain't going to happen.、Hmm. You're sitting in front of a computer device, right, which is really good. At remembering to do things and doing things on a schedule. Okay, the computers screw up things all the time. But <laughs> if it's a boring, mundane task, which frankly, doing a backup is a boring, mundane task, if it's something which will be easy to forget, then get your computer to do it on a schedule instead. I think that's actually really good advice because a lot of people, me included, have put off doing a backup, a manual backup, because you know it slows everything down just a bit. And you're like,、oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it when I'm finished doing my work. And then you forget. Well, yeah, a lot, a lot of people do say backups slow things down. And I think the initial backup can be a lengthy process, can't it? Because when you haven't got any previous backup, if you're backing up your entire hard drive or all the files in your user folder or something like that, then that may take a while to put onto a device or upload to the cloud or wherever it is. And we'll get into the different places maybe you should backup. Once you've done that, then you begin to get into sort of incremental backups. Where the backup may only be a backup of what has changed since the last full backup instead. Unless you're like me and, and let months go between backups, and then that incremental backup is massive. Exactly. Thank you, Maria. And then it becomes a snowballing problem. I'm, I'm just awful about it. <laughs> First of all, let's, let's talk about why we actually need these kind of backups, and then we'll get into sort of different things that we can do to do them. As I said, Accidents happen. So, I used to be a computer programmer. I remember way, way back, you know, 25 years or whatever, when I was programming on a computer which didn't even have a hard drive, I was saving my source code onto floppy disks. Well done, Grandpa. <laughs> Glad you said it. <laughs> <laughs> And floppy disks, obviously, are not the most reliable. Uh, format, you know, storage format, and they're, they're, they're notoriously bad sectors and things like that.、Mm. So I would have piles and piles of floppy disks, and I'd be so paranoid I was going to lose my work that I'd save it on this floppy disk, but then I'd have another、yeah. floppy disk which was a different、yeah. colour or labelled with something else. And I'd have all these different versions and archives of past versions of my source code. <laughs> so and I know how organised you are as well, so that、right. just must have. <laughs> so they're just sitting on your desk, basically, right? Yeah, no, like a pile. It would have <laughs> literal. Strewn everywhere. Strewn、yeah. around me, like I was one of these people who hoards inside their house, you know, just like <laughs> mountains of floppy disks everywhere. But th that, that was kind of what it was like because I had nowhere else to put these things. You didn't have USB drives, you didn't have anything else, so you had to use this kind of medium. But I knew that a floppy disk on its own wasn't reliable, and so I'd have multiple floppy disks. Mm. And that's one of the first things which I think you, you need to recognize is that there is this danger that you will have an accident. You will accidentally maybe make a mistake, or you will delete a file, or you will change some code,、uh, and you want to move back in time. Yeah.、Um, or you've to, had a virus threat, for example, or,、right. or someone's stolen your, your house data. Your burns down. Or your house burns down. Exactly. So, these are the other threats. There's the physical damage which can happen if your house gets flooded or if you suffer a fire or something like that. Cat pukes on your discs, whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that has never happened to me. That's why I would never mention it. <laughs> so, something like that happens, and you, you want to get your data back. And it's like, oh no, this has happened. And so, this, this is my sort of second rule is that if you've got a backup, if the only backup you have is inside your house or Another drive which is on your desk, that's not really a backup. I mean, yes, it might, it might save you from those sort of accidental you know, deletion of data or something like it's that. It's better than you, nothing. It is better than nothing. And all of these things are better than nothing. And、yeah. you know, if you're going to do something, 
just do something. Do it properly, do it. is what you're saying? Yeah. So we're talking about people at home, right? This is, yeah. is going to be, okay. So what do they have to back up? So I can understand things like photos, email, you know, some files, but it just sounds like you won't have to back up your entire system. Is that necessary? You don't need to back up every single file on your hard drive because the operating itself, you know, maybe you've got the CD-ROM or you're able to reinstall it onto another computer. Applications you can reinstall from the original media or you can download those from the exactly. net if you need to. It's right. the files which actually belong to you, which you created. So it'd be the photographs. Yeah. It will be... You said emails, actually, but a lot of people will be using a web-based email system. That's true. Although you may still want to back that up. You know, there, there, yeah. there are arguments for doing that. And some people still use POP and they download their emails and some people still do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some some people are doing that. And, and, you know, there are services available if you want to back up your Gmail, for instance. You may want to back up your contacts details, your calendar, perhaps. You may have database, you may have Word documents. I think maybe for the typical home user, though, the most critical thing which you want to back up are probably things which are completely irreplaceable, which would be things like, for instance, legal documents, things like... Photos, videos, yeah. Tax returns. Absolutely. Family photographs. The number of times when people yeah. will be going to data recovery firms saying, look, my, I've had a hard drive crash or something's gone wrong, and I can no longer get the photos of my kid. Do you know what? You just have reminded me. So um, I don't know, this is probably about five years ago. Uh, we were robbed at our house. Right. One of the things they took was my laptop with all our pictures on it. You know, and we had just got married, yeah. da, 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 da. Just by absolute chance, the week before, my other half had backed up all the pictures. Wow. Well done. I know. And the music that was on it. Like, just by chance that happened. And I was so grateful because, yep. I, you know, in that situation, I didn't care at all about the machine. Yeah. I just cared about having those. It's all about the files. Yeah, I'm the I'm the family archivist for... I'm, I'm the family IT person and the family archivist, so... I'm responsible not just for the files on my computer, but like my mother's computer. And I'm also the person that saves all the photos and the videos that we've had transferred and taken from film and upgraded onto digital. And uh, last year when my father passed away, it became like another additional thing of like, oh my gosh, if, if we lose yeah. all this stuff, like that's what's left of, of our memories of my yeah. dad that are, you know, in photos and video. So I have to make sure that this stuff is backed up really, really well. Otherwise, you know, I'm responsible yeah. if something goes wrong. Mm. Been like my mission to figure out a better solution. And admittedly, I don't have a great one. So this is why this episode's really interesting. <laughs> so a backup to another drive, maybe on your desk or to a, a, a NAS systems, NAS storage or something inside your home office or something like that is a good idea. But I would argue that it's not a real backup because it is still at risk. Although it probably will avoid the accidental deletion or something like that, there are still other risks involved. One of those will be fire or flood. Mm -hmm. The other risk, however, is ransomware. Oh, yes. So we have seen destructive malware in the past, but ransomware in recent years has taken off so much. Its whole raison d'etre is to attack your most precious files to lock them up, to make them inaccessible to you. And if you have an accessible drive, a backup drive, accessible from your computer, which is infected with ransomware, that ransomware will seek it out and it will encrypt your backup as well. Oh, that's nasty. Hmm. That's nasty. But they're nasty little buggers, aren't they? They are. That's just mean. But they, they know how to pull on the heartstrings and they know how to convince you to pay up. For this reason, 
I think you begin to start thinking, well, for these really important files, we need an off-site backup. We should put our backups at a different physical location. And some people say, oh yeah, that's great. What I'll do is every week I will take my USB drive, I'll take it to the office or something like that, or I will take it to Auntie Jean's and I'll put it somewhere safe over there because even if I suffer a data disaster, it won't be affecting her house as well. Which sounds like a great idea in principle. I know many people do that. However, I think that is just going to go wrong as well. Really? Because you won't go there every week. You won't remember to take the backup. You were always in a rush because you've got so many things to do in your life and it just falls by the wayside. You need off-site backups which are automated. That's my belief. So the thread I'm picking up here is that people are very undependable and, and we should just be misanthropists and not trust ourselves or other anyone else. <laughs> The thing is, though, Graham is all these things, right? Graham would forget to do it every single week <laughs> and would assume that everyone else in the world has that same that same issue. So it's a you are, fair assumption for most of us. Let's you know be real. What? I would agree because, yeah, it's a bit tedious. Yeah, the tediousness yeah. is a killer. There's always something better to do, right? There's always a video of Back, some... Backing up's pretty fun. There's always a video <laughs> of some Irish folks chasing a bat out of their kitchen. <laughs> Carol sent me a YouTube video. I can't remember if it was this morning or yesterday. She sent me a video of some Russian, was they Russian kids or something? Anyway, some Eastern European kids from 1969 who were juggling tables on their feet. <laughs> of course. Link in the show notes. <laughs> if you want to be distracted from doing a backup. There's always something more interesting, like your phone ringing. And that's why you're not going to back up your things. Quid pro no. <laughs> so. Done and done. So. I think, yes, back up to a local storage device because, you know, something might, you, you might have an accident on your computer, you may overwrite the data, you may have some sort of disaster. So backing it up onto another local device is a good idea. And in my personal scenario, what I do is my computers uh, wake up at like two or three o'clock in the morning. Any file which has changed gets backed up onto the storage device. That is pretty sweet, right? That it happens when you're, I guess, asleep in your little bed. But I know people who like turn their computers off, like off, off. And I'm thinking of my mother, but she's not the only yeah, one. Yeah, you know, and I'm actually, that's a good point. I know a lot of people that turn off Wi-Fi throughout their house in the evening as well. Yeah, they're trying mm -hmm. to be either eco-friendly or they just don't want to have somebody working on their Wi-Fi when they're, you know, they're not using it or, you know, yeah. all sorts of various reasons. So then you have to figure out when is a good time for you to schedule this. And it has to be time when you yourself are also active. And that's... If you haven't got a computer which will sort of automatically wake up and do those sort of things from sort of a sleep mode, then yes, it has to be scheduled at a different time. I'm sure there are programs out there which will detect, oh, you're not doing anything between these hours, therefore I'm going to slowly start backing up to the drive. But that means I've always got something. In fact, the, the particular system which I use, it basically clones the drive so that I've got a bootable drive. That's cool. If my hard drive inside my computer completely fails, I've got another drive which is at most 24 hours out of date and that I can boot up from. Because for me, the thing about backups is not just getting your data back. It's about getting up and running again as soon as possible hmm. because it's going to affect my business. Yes, exactly. But if you're talking to people from a home capacity, do you really feel that that many backups is actually required? Because I don't. Hmm. What's the harm, right? If the software is only backing up stuff which has changed, what's the harm in it kicking off at midnight or when it, whenever and just doing a very quick update of whatever has changed? Why not do it? I don't think we should back up 
our crap. We should just back up the stuff we really want to keep. Oh, but you can be selective, right? You can choose the directories. You can so say, you could okay. say just pictures, just yeah. any videos that may have changed, any letters I've updated, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's the approach I take personally. Yeah. But then it makes it a lot faster. Right. Yeah, well, exactly. Choose those kind of things rather than... Um, a blanket, if, if you know, update everything. Operating yeah. system, libraries, and all, all those sort of things which are not interested in or applications. No worries. Do, it, do that way if you want to. So I guess what you're saying is the first question people should ask themselves is what would really upset you if you lost it? Yes. Right? Number one, yeah. write a list of that. And then number two, how often are you backing these up, if at yeah. all? And what's your plan B if, you know, uh, there's a fire or you have a cyber attack or right. whatever? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now I've got this backup daily, which is happening inside my office onto another drive. And that's all tickety-boo. You could do it onto a USB stick if you really wanted to, and then you could take it with you. You also want to consider things like encryption, obviously, and your hard drive should be encrypted. Yada, yada, that's a whole different debate. But that's, that is important, though. If you do do a cloud service, especially mm -hmm. if you're using a third party or you want to yep. back up you want, and you want to protect that data, encryption is the layer you need, right? Yes. I think we're talking more today about safety rather than security if you get the sort of the subtle difference there it's more about i think i'm capable yes <laughs> <laughs> thank oh you oh my <laughs> but yeah generally generally with cloud services um my, my advice is you want to encrypt the data before you put it into the cloud service there are some cloud services which obviously are making a living have made a business out of working out what information they can learn about you and the potential for them to sell marketing data and so forth uh, and do things like that. Some cloud services don't aren't interested in that, but some are interested in that. So my general rule is that if I'm putting anything sensitive into the cloud, it's going to be encrypted before it gets transmitted to the cloud. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Really good point. Can we can we go back to the idea of encrypting your local drives for a second? Because I actually don't do that. <laughs> And I feel really bad about this. Like, I, I don't do that. I'm not saying it's a good idea, but I don't. You mean like your local drives on like your hard drive at home? Yeah. I... Hey, look, it's really easy to do. And it doesn't actually take that long. You know, you could set it off running. Do a backup first, just in case. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> in case it screws up. It's probably more important on laptops than it is on desktop computers. Because a laptop, you're taking to a restaurant, you're taking out to other people's work. Fair enough. Yep. Your computer at home, it, the primary risk there, of course, is if you get burgled like Roll was. Or The other thing you can do is you can create little encrypted vaults. Where you can shove the sensitive files if you wish. So even if you don't want, I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to encrypt your entire hard drive. But if you didn't for any reason. Laziness. Uh, just pure laziness. <laughs> I, I'm just be. I'm. I'm just so lazy, and the, I just. I'm just in the confessional right now, going, "Oh my god, I don't do any of these things, and I really I should. I should like this is like my job, you know. I should be doing these things, but I don't because I'm lazy. So I know. I ha I I hear you. I think I'm exactly the same. And Graham, you have to understand that I think Marie and I represent more people than you do. <laughs> you know. Okay, I'm not ridiculing we you. I'm. I'm sort of gently encouraging. I, I hope you are not. I'm just saying. Like, just you know. shaming us. <laughs> shame, shame, shame. <laughs> you know, it's just it's your passwords and the encryptions and the backing up and the security software yeah, and the Carl, firewalls. Once and it's the... set up, then the computer handles everything. You know what my personality is like, right? I'm a complete, I'm a complete ass, right? I, no, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. <laughs> but, uh, 
<laughs> but the computer does it all for me. Once it's set up, I don't have to worry anymore. Okay, I have an idea. Why don't you come over to my house and set all will, mine up? Will you make dinner? Yes, I will make you dinner. I would sort that out for you. Okay. That'd be fun. Can you fly over to Boston then and do it for me <laughs> next? <laughs> I mean, I, I know in theory how to do these things, but I guess in, in my mind, if the more of these things that I set up, the harder it is for me to check my backups to make sure they're actually working. Well, yes. Yeah, that's a really good yes. point. I'm way less worried about being burgled than just losing my, just generally not being able to access my file. So when I weigh those risks, I'm like, I just need accessibility to be number right. one. Not to try to justify my no, poor choices no, no. in life. No, no, but I think I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think those these are really, really big things that people ask themselves, you know, and it's great to hear Graham go, and you should do this and you should do that. But like, there's the reality of it here too. Right. So can I go to my, my solution for offsite backups now? Having said, I think it's useless taking your hard drive around to Auntie Jean every week and saying, can you put this in your fireproof safe or something like that, right? But just don't think it's going to happen. I think probably... For most people, some sort of cloud backup solution is a good idea. There are some very consumer-friendly solutions which will do this, little programs which will run in the background, and again, will only back up the files which have changed. And then, if you have any kind of disaster, it could be a hardware disaster, it could be that you've overwritten a file. I find myself using online backup restoration all the time because... I'll have been doing a little bit of coding on my website or something, or I've deleted a file, which I then realized, oh, damn, that file I had six weeks ago, I really need it now. And I've put it into the trash can. I can go to my online backup and it will dig it out for me. Yeah. Hmm. I could use my local backups as well, obviously, for that purpose. I just personally find the online backup software I'm using easier to use and to, to search for. So I use that. If I was doing a, if I was doing a, a, restore, a restoration of all of my data, then, yes, I'd use the online off-site backup. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll tell you, I've been using one for years called Crash Plan. It just runs in the background and never bothers me. And it tells me that, you know, it lasted a backup two minutes ago. Isn't mm. Crash Plan not available, though, for home users anymore or something? Well, this is really one of the things which sort of made me think we should talk about backup. So Crash Plan, just a couple of weeks ago, put out this message to their home user customers saying they're no longer going yeah. to be selling the consumer version. If you want to keep with them, you have to upgrade to the small business version, at least, which does cost more money. Ugh. And yep. they've suggested that you could switch to some alternatives. And the one which they've sort of partnered with is a, an alternative called Carbonite, which doesn't do exactly what Crash Plan did. So no, it does not. <laughs> doesn't suit everyone. There are other ones out there. There's Backblaze, Mosey, uh, Cloudberry, which will use a variety of cloud drive services as your storage space if you wanted to as well. Personally, I've decided, you know what, I'm going to stick with CrashPlan because I know it works. Yeah, and you have a business at home as well. To be honest, I probably should have been buying the small business version from the beginning, right, rather than the personal yeah. one. Duh. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, Maria, let's make a plan here. You and I are going to get off our backsides and sort out our backups. Ideally, once you've set this up, it shouldn't require really any user interaction, right? It should just work. But the concern which you have, obviously, is that some of these solutions can be get expensive, particularly when you end up being responsible for lots of different computers as well. Now, there is a solution which is, well, there's a few solutions which are less expensive. There's the Cloudberry solution, which is just a one-time purchase of a piece of software, which then uses your other cloud drive services, your Google Drive, your OneDrive, your Dropbox, and can use that space to put a backup into. Yeah. What I would advise against 
however, is some people think, oh, I've got these syncing services. I should just sync my hard drive or my documents with Dropbox, which isn't a bad thing to do, and then use that as a backup. And I'm not, I don't really believe that is a backup. How do you, why, do you, why? Wait, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, clarify. <laughs> Let me clarify. So something like Dropbox, right? You can say, sync my documents. So you can then access them on your other computers. And that's all great, right? Yes. That all works fine. But I don't think that is a backup. And the reason is that if you get ransomware on one of your computers and it encrypts the documents in your Dropbox, then it is going to sync all your encrypted documents to those other devices as mm. well. Especially if you have sync turned on all the time for mm -hmm. incremental syncs. So it comes back to this issue, which I mentioned earlier, of if your backup is accessible from your computer without having to jump through a hoop or something or log into something, then there is the risk that something like ransomware could actually damage it. But another solution, if you, if you want a cheaper solution for cloud backup, is to use cold storage services. And they give you really cheap data buckets, which you can stuff your data in. Again, it has to be encrypted. And it does require more nerdiness than maybe some of these consumer products you just turn on on your computer. And the way they make the bulk of their money is if you want to access the data. Oh. Because with something like Glacier and the cold storage, you shove data in, but it might take three or five hours if you want to request a piece of data back. Or you may have to spend more money to restore your data. Mm. So if you're simply archiving, if you're imagining, well, actually, I'm very rarely going to need these backups, but it would be nice to know that they're there, then that could be an option which you want to take up. Or you could stick with the USB if you're at home. <laughs> Well, the, the, the Amazon Glacier would be great for someone like me who's storing a ton of family photos. I'm not modifying those ever. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because you don't need to access them or go back and forward all the time. You just want to have a second safe yeah. place. And, but you're going to want to test that backup, Maria. Yes. Because, uh, again, that's what keeps me up at night is if I lose all these photos or voice memos or whatnot, uh, uh, that is all on me and I will be shamed by my family. Basically, backing up is a necessary evil. That's how I see it. Evil, though? Something like Amazon Glacier only costs, I mean, less than half a cent per gigabyte per month. Yeah. So it's really, really cheap. Um, it obviously gets more oh, expensive if you want to extract, if you want to request data back out of it to retrieve. But uh, it's, you know, for that kind of storage, it's perfect. So is this actually available for the consumer set? As a non-business, would I be able to use yes. that? Yeah. Okay. So I don't have to be some big fancy schmancy guy to, to do that. We're going to put all these links in the show notes as well. So do check that out, guys, if you want to kind of review any of the suggestions, recommendations that we've provided in the show. We've probably been talking about backups enough. Hopefully we've, we've got everyone thinking about the threats which are out there and how to protect against them. I guess the last thing we should mention is that a backup isn't a real backup unless you've tested it. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about that. We've talked about that. You have to test your backups. Yeah. So uh, otherwise, you'll only find out your backup regime has failed um, when you at least want it to fail, when you want to make sure it absolutely is working. This isn't fun. I don't think anyone who tries to tell you this is a fun thing to do is uh, lion-like. Well, you know what? I d I'm going to disagree with you. I love setting up little automated systems on my computer to go and do things. Really? Again, I really? look forward to your visit. <laughs> I look forward to your visit. Don't dilly-dally. My backups need you. My files need you. Okay. All right. I will pop around and we will sort it out. You might have to get your checkbook out for some of the services, but we'll... Hey, I'm making dinner. I thought I'm making dinner. <laughs> 
Yeah. Jeez. yeah, but your dinner isn't going to pay for the online backup oh. service, is it? Oh, 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 that's coming out of my pocket, hey, is it? Now mac and cheese it is. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with mac and cheese. <laughs> You're right there. You're right there. On the bombshell that Carol is going to feed me mac and cheese, I think it just about wraps it up for today. If you want to find out more about us, go to smashingsecurity.com. You can buy swag at smashingsecurity.com slash store or join us on Facebook at smashingsecurity.com slash Facebook as well. Um, thank you very much, Maria, for joining us today. Always a pleasure to have My you pleasure. on. My pleasure. Uh, thank you. I love when Maria's on the she's show. A good, she's, a good, she's a good guest. I- I, I wish this was a more interesting topic to opine on. Well, I, I, uh... You know, I agree. But uh, <laughs> there we are. There we are. There I promise I'll get you back well, on. Well, maybe, Kroll, for something much in a future fun. episode, you can tell the audience just how much fun it was when I came round and set up all your backup regime for you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hold on to your hats for that, listeners. This episode of Smashing Security is brought to you in part by Recorded Future. Recorded Future is the real-time threat intelligence company whose patented machine learning technology continuously analyzes technical, open, and dark web sources to give organizations unmatched insight into emerging threats. Sign up for free daily threat intelligence updates at recordedfuture.com slash intel.